The Buddha recommends that you bring three qualities to your meditation. Ardency, alertness, mindfulness. Ardency is trying to do it well. Alertness is watching what you're actually doing. Mindfulness is trying to keep that in mind, that you're trying to stay with one topic, say the body in and of itself, and you're putting aside greed and distress with reference to the world. The commentary when explaining those three qualities identifies samachanya, which you translate as alertness, as the wisdom quality. They define it as meaning you see things in terms of the three characteristics. Which is why you often see samajana translated as clear comprehension. But the canon doesn't define alertness that way at all. It's simply being with what you're doing, knowing what you're doing while you're doing it. It's funny that the commentary is very snide when it tries to argue with people who point out how that quality is defined in the canon. They say everybody knows what they're doing. Jackals know what they're doing when they howl. Babies know what they're doing when they're sucking at their mother's breast. But how well do you really know what you're doing? A lot of us are pretty ignorant. In fact, that's what the Buddha taught us. We're ignorant about our cravings. We're ignorant about our clingings, which is why we suffer. We're ignorant about the things we're doing. When John Lee explains those three qualities, he leaves our alertness as alertness. And he identifies ardency as the wisdom quality. It's what burns into things and understands them out of the desire to master this. This, of course, fits in with the fact that the discernment factors in the path are not just right view. All, there's also right resolve. Once you understand what's skillful and what's not skillful, then you resolve to do what's skillful. And if you're not sure, you resolve to find out. There's a passage where the Buddha discusses the ways in which you feed and starve the hindrances and feed and starve the factors for awakening. And it's interesting that the way you starve the hindrance of doubt is the same way that you feed the factor of analysis of qualities, which is the discernment factor in those factors for awakening. And you do both of those things by looking into the mind and asking yourself, what's skillful in here? What's unskillful in here? What qualities in the mind, when I act on them, lead to stress and suffering? What qualities lead away from stress and suffering? And then immediately after that, you act on what you see to put it to the test. And that's how you overcome doubt. Simply asking questions and then other questions and other questions is not going to put an end to doubt. It's good that you could frame things in terms of questions so that you know what your problems are. But if it's just a kind of a doubtful state of mind, not knowing anything at all, and just wondering about things without trying to test them, that's the opposite of discernment.
I was talking to an athlete a while back. He was having some problems with his breath meditation, and I gave him some instructions, and he followed through, got some good results. And his mother asked him the next day, any more questions? He said, no, I haven't mastered what I learned yesterday. That's the quality of a student who wants to gain discernment. You take a lesson and you really work with it before you come up with your next question. This Q&A session we have every evening at the monastery tends to encourage questions for the sake of questions, which is not what it's intended for. It's intended to give you some ideas of what to do and put into practice. And wait until you've given it a good try, or you've run up against an obstacle that you can't figure out. Then you make your next question. That's a sign of the kind of doubt that leads to discernment. The doubt that leads to laziness just doesn't really want to know, or doesn't want to put in the effort to find things out for yourself. That kind of doubt never gets resolved, and it really becomes an obstacle. That's why it is a hindrance. So when you have instructions as to what to do, do them. Do those things. And let your questions come from the doing, rather than from the abstraction of just wondering about this teaching, wondering about that teaching. The Buddha lays things out really clearly in the Eightfold Path. You're going to need virtue, concentration, discernment. And he divides these things up into factors that are easy to remember. Now there's a lot that's not but at least he heads you in the right direction. When we chant that analysis of the path, you'll notice that the first five factors have very short definitions. The factors having to do with concentration have long definitions. The Buddha really lays it out. These are the things you can focus on. Right up. He starts with right effort, which is basically the same thing as ardency. What makes the effort right is that it's informed by right view as to what is skillful, what's not skillful. And then you do what you should be doing with that kind of knowledge. You realize, okay, I'm sitting here and I've got some suffering. Don't just sit here wondering, gee, how can I put an end to the suffering? You look at the instructions. They tell you what to do. If you see something unskillful coming up in the mind, you try to get rid of it. And you try to prevent it from arising again. As for skillful things that are not there, you give rise to them. And then you try to maintain them. Hold on to them. Not only while you're sitting here meditating, but as you go through the day. And if you're really working at that, you don't have much time to have idle questions. There's no space in the mind for idle questions. And then you take that 
determination to do what is skillful, and you establish it in a foundation of mindfulness or a frame of reference that really allows you to see what's going on in the present moment, right here in the body, right here in the mind. It gives you focus, because the present moment is the laboratory where you can see your intentions in action. You see the processes of thought construction in action. If you lose your reference to the present moment, you go drifting off into those thought worlds. And when you're in the thought world, you, you can't see, see it clearly for what it is, how it's constructed, how it's jerry-rigged. And so you're missing a lot. Everything that's happening right here in the present moment is what you need to know. And whatever you need to know is right here. So try to maintain this frame of reference. And as you really are serious about putting away unskillful qualities and developing skillful ones, the mind will have to settle down. It'll become clearer and clearer what is skillful and what's not. And your standards for what counts as skillful will rise. So the way to overcome doubt is to take some instructions and make sure that they're clear, and you're clear on them, and then just do them. Questions may come up in the doing, and you try your best to figure them out on your own. It's when you can't figure them out, that's when you come up with another question that you ask. That's the only way your doubts are going to be resolved.